I am a doctor. It was in the year 1880 that Holmes and I were introduced by a mutual acquaintance. At the time, we were both looking for a lodging that would suit our moderate means. This we found on the second floor of a house at 221B Baker Street. And it was during the years that we occupied these chambers together that Holmes established his unique international reputation as a consulting detective. During that time, I was privileged to be his daily companion. And I have done my modest share in giving to the world an account of some of his most famous cases. Most famous of these are the ones of which I have written under the names of the Speckled Band, Sinophore, Hound of the Baskervilles, and the Study in Scarlet. They represent, however, only a minute fraction of the 643 cases Holmes successfully solved during the years that we shared the lodgings in Baker Street. Other cases I hope one day to give to the world include the Tarleton murders, the sudden death of Cardinal Tosca, the adventure of Ricoletti of the club foot and his abominable wife, the case of Mrs. Ferrantosh, the circus bell, and the case of the royal family of Scandinavia. Each illustrate in their own way the remarkable genius of my friend, Sherlock Holmes. Since my marriage three years ago, Holmes has continued to occupy the Baker Street lodgings by himself. And here almost every afternoon when my work in the office is finished, I am in the habit of calling on him. The sitting room as you go in is exactly as it has been for the past 13 years. The warm, bearskin rug, the huge sofa covered with faded chintz, the mantelpiece cluttered with miscellaneous objects, unanswered letters and piles of loose tobacco. On one side of the fireplace in a deep armchair... His pipe curling forth slow wreaths of acrid tobacco, draped in his hideous purple dressing gown, sits Sherlock Holmes with his violin under his chin. Come in. Oh, what's my dear? Holmes? How are you, Holmes? I'm delighted to see you. Perfectly delighted. Upon my word, I am. But uh, I'm sorry to observe that your wife has left. <laughs> she has gone on a little visit, but. How did you know? How did I? Well, I like that. How do I know anything? How do I know you've been getting yourself very wet lately, that you're an extremely careless servant girl, and you've moved your dressing table to the other side of the room? Holmes, if you had lived a few centuries ago, that have burned you alive. Hmm. Such a conflagration would have saved me a great deal of trouble and expense. Tell me, now, how did you know all that? Hmm. Too simple to talk about. Scratches and clumsy cuts, my dear fellow. On the inner side of your shoe there, just where the firelight strikes it. Scratches, cuts. Somebody scraped away crusted mud and did it badly, badly. Scraped the shoe along with it. There's your wet foot, my dear Watson, and your careless servant girl all on one shoe. Face badly shaved on the right side, always used to be on the left. Light must come from the other side. Couldn't very well move your window, must move the dressing table. <laughs> of course. But how the deuce did you know my wife was away? Well, where the deuce is your second waistcoat button, Watson? And what the deuce is yesterday's buttoneer doing in today's lapel? And why the deuce do you wear the expression of a... <laughs> oh, marvelous. Elementary, my dear fellow, elementary. The child's play of deduction. I'm only doing it for your amusement before we pass on to more serious matters. Oh, what is it now, Holmes? Watson, my dear fellow, the enthusiasm which has prompted you to chronicle, and if you will excuse my saying so, somewhat to embellish my little uh, adventures, you occasionally seem fit to introduce a certain element of romance which struck me as being uh, just a trifle out of place. Something like working an elopement into the fifth proposition of Euclid. I uh, merely refer to this in case you should see fit at some future time to... Uh, chronicle the case on which I'm about to embark. The strange case of Professor Robert Moriarty. Moriarty? I don't remember ever having heard of the fellow. No, Watson, you haven't. 
It is precisely this quality of invisibility that makes of Professor Moriarty the Napoleon of crime. Sitting motionless like an ugly, venomous spider in the center of his web. But that web having a thousand radiations and the spider knowing every quiver of every one of them. And within 48 hours, I'll have the lines drawn so tightly around him that he can't move. I'll arrest him and his entire gang. My Holmes, this is a very dangerous... My dear fellow, it's perfectly delightful. My whole life is spent in a series of frantic endeavors to escape from the dreary commonplaces of existence. For a brief period, I escape. Oh, congratulate me. The day before yesterday, I received in this room the visit of a certain foreign nobleman who has recently inherited a very considerable title and who is about to be married. Seems that this titled gentleman was so indiscreet as to fall in love with a young English lady by the name of Faulkner, uh, socially inferior, and to make her a promise of marriage. Uh, later, his family's insisted.